Amira is going to come and read a, a passage from, it's Luke, right? Yeah. Let's give Amira a round of applause. So Joseph also town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is the Messiah, the Lord. We love that passage because it talks about Jesus came to bring good news of great joy. That's what God came for, good news of great joy. And these testimonies are just more stories of good news and great joy. And uh, Shamila's going to come and share now. So let's give Shamila. She's not one of our teenagers, uh, <laughs> but she's one of our amazing members. So Shamila. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, can we just give our teenagers a round of applause? Um, I am always so blown away by you guys. It honestly makes me emotional seeing how much you love Jesus um, at such a young age. Because standing here today at, how old am I? 32? Um, I know that my life would have been so much different if I'd made the choice that you guys are making right now. And that makes me so proud um, and so emotional. So, yeah, well done. I just want to give you guys a big clap. Um, before I share, um, I just want to share something that happened yesterday. So I was on my way to Birmingham, almost missed my train. I've shared with Abby a bit about my journey back, but this was my journey going there. So almost missed my train, got off the tube at 1.51, and my train was at 1.56. So I had to run to the um, National Rail, got there just on time, and um, ended up sitting next to this lady. And um, as I sat down next to her, she started crying. And as soon as she started crying, I felt this smile come on my face, which is not a good reaction when someone's crying. But the reason that I was smiling was because I knew that God got me onto that train because he was about to do something. Um, And I sat next to her, I put my hand on her shoulder, and um, I asked her if she was all right. She said that she was having back pain. And um, throughout the journey, we ended up talking, and she opened up to me about her son, um, who struggles with his behavior, and he has a diagnosis of ADHD. And before she had shared that, I shared that I was a special needs coordinator, which then made her open up about her son. And she started crying again. She said, I feel like perhaps God has put you to sit next to me. This was a few moments after she had just said that she wasn't religious and didn't really believe in God. Um, And I'm sharing this because I just want to say that wherever you are, God is positioning you and he is putting you in place to do work for him. Um, All of us who believe in Jesus, we know that we have the Holy Spirit and that Holy Spirit guides us. And he really is putting his people into position. I ended up praying for that lady. Um, 
she didn't give her life to Jesus on the spot, but I gave her my number as well, and um, hopefully we'll stay in contact. So yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, so the teenagers have spoken a bit about why do we think that Jesus is the greatest gift of all. I want to share with you 2 Corinthians 12, 9, which says, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Now, this verse was written by Paul, and it, in the context, he was suffering and wanted he wanted the thing that was causing him to suffer to be removed from his life. And this was God's response to him. My grace is sufficient for you. So I want to encourage you guys that if there's something in your life that's causing you pain, if there's something in your life that you want to get rid of, or perhaps there's something that you feel like you need, Jesus is enough. His grace is sufficient. His grace alone is, it is really just enough. And I, I googled this morning, what is grace? Um, and it said that grace is the kindness that God shows us in every situation, whether or not we're in a place that we want to be. Um, last night on my journey back, I had an awful journey back, ended up getting back to London at two o'clock in the morning when I was meant to be back at 10. Um, and it was a long journey. I ended up having to travel to Northampton, get in a cab um, to get back here. And when we walked towards the cab that came for us, um, these two really big guys got in the back and it was me and another lady who was also traveling on her own. And I let her get in the front seat, and I sat in the back with these two big guys. And instantly I thought, why are you being kind today, Shamelia? Why didn't you take that front seat? This is awful. Um, but I was sat in the back with these guys, and I had this water bottle that they had given us um, in my hand. And I fell asleep the whole way back. I think it was almost two hours. Um, to be honest, being next to those guys made me feel like I was being cuddled, so it was actually quite nice. <laughs> it, was, it was like being rocked to sleep. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, all of a sudden, the water bottle that I was holding drops out of my hand, and I jump out of my sleep, and I look up and see, where am I? I'm in Chalk Farm. I said, can I get out of the cab, please? I live here. And um, the cab was going to Euston. So really, if I didn't wake up at that point, I would have woken up in Euston and I've had to film my way back to Chalk Farm at two in the morning. And I just thought, this is God's grace. This is him. He woke me up out of my sleep, right outside my house, practically. Um, so yeah, his, his grace really is enough. Um, but I, I can relate to to feeling like there are times where you want more or there's times where you want things to be taken away. I've been through situations in my life where I haven't been content. Um, and there's a verse in Philipp, um, Philippians 4.12. It says, I know what, I know what it is to, to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in, whether living in plenty or in want. And there's been times in my life where that has not been true for me. And there's still times where I wish that I could be a bit more like Paul and figure out that secret of contentment. But Jesus is the greatest gift. And his grace is enough. When I was being baptized, um, the day before I was baptized, 
God showed me a picture of my soul, and it was the first time that I had seen a picture from God. It was the first time that I knew that God would speak to me through pictures. And the picture was um, a container full of cracks and holes. And I realized that because of my my whole life where I've experienced trauma, um, I've been in difficult situations, I've put myself into sometimes poor choices, sinful living, it caused all of these cracks and holes. And then God explained to me that I had been trying to fill myself, um, to fill this container, to feel some kind of satisfaction and to feel contentment. But just like if you've got a glass at home that's got a crack in it and you fill it with water, that water's going to find its way out. If you fill it with porridge, the porridge has a bit more consistency and it will take a bit longer, but it will still find its way out. And um, for me, I realized that I had been filling myself with things that had not much substance, like the water, partying, you know, as you young people say, getting lit. <laughs> um, but that didn't work. It, it just seeped out of all of those cracks and those holes. And then things of substance, things like my work. I'm a teacher, so I always feel like, you know, I'm living my purpose. And I was filling myself with more work, more work, more work. Um, and that was like the porridge, a bit more consistency, but actually because of those cracks and holes, it was still just seeping its way out. And Jesus explained to me in that moment that he wasn't only going to heal these cracks and these holes, that he was going to make me a brand new creation. And that's what it says in his word, that we are a new creation. He said that he would make me whole. And he said that he would fill me with a joy and a peace that I've never experienced. And I just want to stand here right now and say to you that I have experienced that joy and that peace. That joy and that peace that I saw on Luke's face the first time I walked into this church and thought, why does he smile so much? (laughs) And meeting Bola, she's not here today, but just that joy radiating. And Ruth, like spending time with her and realizing there's just this peace that comes over her. And I wanted it. And I just want to say to you guys, I, I have found it. And Jesus is true. His word says that he is the way, the life, and the truth. And there's so many things in this world that will tell you that that is the way, that is the truth, that's the life. But it's lies. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And as soon as you find him, when you give yourself to him wholly and you commit yourself to him, he will bring a joy and a peace and just grace into your life that feels like everything is, is it will be sorted. I'm not saying that there won't be challenges. The day after having that um, vision of the, the container, I, I had another vision of going out into war. And I thought, oh, hang on, I thought it was all going to be roses. But actually, sometimes there are difficulties. But he is there. As Daniel said, when we face difficulties, he is there. And um, yeah, that's what I want to leave you guys with. It's beautiful hearing stories, right? How God is moving powerfully in people's lives. And I look across this room and I know that we could probably all take it in turns to share different moments of how God is changing our lives and God is working. And that's such an encouragement. I just want to say, if you're here today and you're kind of like, what are these people on about? (laughs) What is this grace that they're on about? Um, the grace is something that helps us find strength in moments of weakness. Grace is something that gives us hope 
in times of despair. And grace is something that gives us forgiveness for all of our shortcomings. And the beauty of this grace is it's a gift. It's a gift freely given. The Bible says that all who call on the name of Jesus will be saved. But whilst the gift is freely given, it came at a huge cost. That cost being Jesus, who was punished by dying on the cross and taking on our sin. But then Jesus rose three days later, defeating death. And he invites all of us in this room to follow him and to live in the grace. So if you're here today and have never made the choice to follow Jesus, I remember sitting with Shamelia. She goes, I want to follow Jesus. It's a beautiful moment, but there is a moment when you go, I'm going to follow Jesus. Then we'd love to be able to talk with you. You can come and speak to me. You can come and speak to Shamelia. You can come and speak to the guys on the band. They're just easy to spot. There's other people, the person who brought you. But we'd love to talk to you about this journey of following Jesus. Because each of us have a personal story. Each of us are kind of working out what it is. But I know from my life that walking in the grace and mercy that Jesus has for me makes every day so much easier. Um, so I want to consider that. Like I say, we take Jesus very seriously because we realize he's shown us grace and mercy when we don't deserve it. I'm going to pray and then we're going to sing another carol about the coming of Jesus. And then don't worry, the third round of the quiz is coming as well so we can get to that. But let me pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the grace that you show us. Lord, I thank you for what Amira read about you bringing good news of great joy to all of us, this grace that is coming. Lord, thank you for Abby sharing, finding who she is and that you see all of her life and that you know her so deeply. Thank you for this transformation that Daniel's having, Lord, that the doubts are going, that he's able to trust you. Thank you for Shamelia's life, Lord. Thank you for that lady on the train yesterday keeping her safe, Lord, but showing her that your grace is sufficient in her weakness, Lord. And I pray that you would help us all, that as we remember Christmas and Jesus coming to this earth, Lord, that what we're really remembering is that you came with good news of great joy for each one of us. I pray, Lord, that we might know that today. We praise you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Why don't we stand and sing this next carol?